0: experience episode i am your host alex vonhart and i am joined today by the one and only neil takar he is a human optimization expert and today we are going to break down how to optimize your brain body mind spirit and soul welcome aboard my man let's bring the fire today
1: yo what is going on man so i must say this whole clubhouse thing i i'm not too familiar with it but last night around like one o'clock in the morning um was when i when i decided to start uh, start getting into it so uh, i got an invite i think that's what has to happen that's um right. but but other than that man i love it i'm excited i love your energy brother ooh let's do this let's do I'm this i'm
0: fired up so so here's what we're going to do for everybody that's listening to the podcast that's going to get released later on you missed out on an awesome opportunity you got to be following us on clubhouse so you get these as we're doing them live and then what we're going to do neil is we're going to do 30 minutes of a super solid podcast we're going to hop in. I'm going to bring on some speakers so we can do some live Q&A so people get the most bang for their buck while we got human optimization experts in here talking about this. So real quick, why don't you give the scoop? What's the 60 second dirty about your background? How did you get to where
1: you're at today? Yeah, um so to to get right into it, was an athlete my whole life. Um college soccer player, ended up um getting cut from the the team I was on, became a drug addict, recovered from drug addiction. My drug of choice was Adderall, so from there I really got into nootropics because I wanted to come up with a safe alternative to Adderall. Um, So I did that while coming up with my own nootropic formulation. I also uh, was a bodybuilder, nationally qualified bodybuilder. Um, So, uh, long story short, I became really fascinated with uh, metabolic optimization through bodybuilding. So, uh, was that shorter than 60 seconds? You nailed it.
0: So let's. So we brought up some key key points in here: nootropics, brain vitamins, right? Mm Big buzz topic. We see brands like on it. Obviously, I've been a huge supporter of yours for years now, getting yours up and off the ground. What are nootropics? How do we use them in our lives, and what are the actual benefits of nootropics?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and and I think the way you frame that was was um, was great in that it's a, a buzzing buzzing category that it's emerging into the mainstream. A nootropic is simply a cognitive enhancing compound, something that enhances your your. Cognitive abilities, right? You know, executive function, uh, focus, um, eliminating brain fog, uh, improving clarity, memory, all those great things, right? And so for for a person to introduce nootropics into their life, it's going to optimize performance. And the whole premise is to, to really attempt to not borrow from later, right? So something like an amphetamine that's borrowing energy from later for performance now, whereas with a nootropic, the, the premise, or at least that's what the, the market has defined it to, to be, is something that will optimize your performance in the short term, but also enhance long-term brain health as well.
0: I love it. So from the neuroscience side of this, what I really love to see is that we're looking at not necessarily overstimulating the brain. We're not looking at taking away from our deposits that we make through good nutrition, through exercise, through health and wellness. We're looking at it as a supplemental addition into our lifestyle in order to support wherever we need. So everybody that I see right now is popping off on stimulants of some way, shape, or form, right? Whether it's a bang energy, whether it's coffee, whether it's um, you know like a like an Adderall. Somebody somehow is always trying to elevate that state of mind up. But what they don't necessarily understand is what that takes away from you long term out of that piggy bank that our brain is constantly working on
1: absolutely absolutely you know and and, and that's what that was one of the premises behind the formulation of quantum mind was like you know we want both we want acute performance benefits as well as long-term uh, cognitive enhancement and it's great to notice the distinction the difference that people get from our product not to not to be promoting um, but you know like people feel a very, I don't want to say intense, but they definitely feel, and, and you can attest to this feel benefits now. Um, but as they take it over time, they start to feel like, Whoa, I, I feel more clear just when I wake up in the morning. Um, so yeah. great.
0: So with that, where else do we see total human optimization? We're seeing that be a total a massive shift online. We're seeing it within culture as well. We're looking for that one or 2% shift. That's going to compound over a lifetime that adds up to tremendous results that you wouldn't typically be able to get if you were, you know, competing at the nine to five job. You know, we don't see a lot of people in there. A lot of the audience here and a lot of the audience online, especially on Clubhouse right now, they're looking for that little extra edge that's going to kick them into that high performance gear. That's going to get them out of the state of everybody else. That's going to give them that competitive advantage. Is that something that nootropics do specifically? Or is that just a part of the equation that we need to be thinking about for long term mental health?
1: The latter, right? It's it's part of the equation, you know, and, and I always say this is performance enhancement, not performance replacement, right? Hmm. So, you know, I think the, the, the focus ought to be on ensuring your meditation is in place, ensuring that your nutrition is in check, ensuring that your training is in check. You know, um, I hate to be that guy that says, make sure you go back to the basics first, and then add all the other things in. But with that said, I'm also going to be that guy that says, look, when you have the basics down, heck yeah add all those other things in you know such as yeah. nootropics um being one of many many different tools for, for optimization and if you want to get into the fancy stuff the, the stuff the biohackers do you're talking red light therapy you're talking you know extreme cold uh, uh cold temperature cold therapy you know yeah. extreme uh, heat with the with saunas um you know um periods of ex- uh you know extreme if you will fasting um you know i mean there's there's so many avenues that you could go down that that you know, a normal person or a high achiever, um, such as who's on clubhouse listening to could implement into their life, um, literally today and, um, and experience incredible benefits, I think, and, and sorry to go on a, a rant here, Alex, but I think that the, the, the compass by which you want to analyze what the best thing to implement into your life is, is one is. What do I specifically need? Where am I lacking? Right. That's the first thing. And then two is what is the highest leverage opportunity? Right. Because if we try and do everything, if we try and journal, we try and meditate two hours a day. If we try and do a, a cold therapy in a day, we try to do everything in a day. It's going to take us 16 hours. So i so of picking the right one for you.
0: Right. So what I've noticed mm-hmm. in my routine, that's worked really, really well is just getting that consistent schedule. Like you said, I'm not trying to do everything. I'm trying to figure out what works best for me and in what situation. Obviously, I know me and you have had conversations for years about flotation therapy being one of my key tools that I've used to reach those high-performance states continuously to get there. I mean, dude, it's even on my vision board to have one of those bad boys in my house because, <laughs> because I believe in it so much, right? And even when I was working with building these centers up, we had infrared sun and we had cryotherapy, we had nootropics we had yoga sessions. And what I noticed out of everybody there was that their journey to total human optimization was totally different than everybody else's. What that vision and that end goal looks like for them is night and day different, depending on what their life is like, what their lifestyle is like, who they're married to, what they're, if they have kids, what their profession is. So dealing with high achievers, we understand that this is a very taxing mindset. Right. And it is a mindset. At any point in time, we could drop out of this and say, I don't want to be a high achiever anymore. I'm I'm cool with letting off the throttle and just kind of floating through life as it comes. But that's not what people listening are like. It's not what my audience is like. It's definitely not what you are like. And one of the things we hear all the time is burnout. Burnout, burnout, burnout is on the horizon what what do you do what do you consult with your clients on how do you help prevent burnout long term as we're working through the 15 16 17 hour days at a time to get us through to that end goal side so when we do pull off the throttle a little bit it doesn't feel like we're losing our identity in the process
1: Oof, very well framed question so i can't say that i'm necessarily an expert on not burning out because i do mm-hmm. like to put my pedal to the metal but what i what i will say is i've gotten a lot a lot better okay and and we can we can go in a bunch of different angles with this because like you said um burnout prevention also is going to be custom for each person right but you know i I think the first thing is really focusing on that sympathetic nervous system okay like if you're going to tell a high achiever to slow down right um am i allowed to curse here by the way okay you know the high achievers gonna be like fuck you get out of here with that bullshit," right Uh, they're not going to want to slow down necessarily right um, but what you can implement is very specific scheduled times in your day to calm your nervous system. So whether that means mm-hmm. a meditation practice that's mandatory, non-negotiable, we do that. You know, um, flotation therapy is fantastic for that. Sometimes people may not have access to it. Um, even a cold shower calms the nervous system like like crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but making those nervous system um, calming, if you will, uh, activities or appointments with yourself, uh, non negotiable, just like a sales call. Um, that's huge. And I see that that's the one thing that people tend to skip. Uh, yeah, I got a work call. You know, money's more important than this. But like, yeah, maybe fine. I'll, I, I don't think so. But if you want to say that, that's fine. But you're not going to make money if your nervous system isn't calm. So I think that's the first thing. Um, I think the second thing is, and this is actually not in that optimization uh, equation that most people would think, but um, this is from working with my mindset coach was like, if you look at the, the archetypes, especially for a male, you get the warrior, king, magician, lover, right. And, um, got that book up there, baby. It's great. Right. Right. Yeah. And so high achievers are oftentimes far too much in their warrior. Let's <laughs> go, let's kill, let's conquer. Right. And really all you need to do is tap into your lover more. So what do I do? Well, I got, I got a kitten, right. For that reason. Uh, I got a Carly, my, my, uh, my girlfriend, soon to be fiance. Right. It's like, I have mandatory date night with her right? And just doing that puts me at peace and pulls me out of warrior. So I think the point is like, instead of trying to force ourselves to slow down, it's implement those things that will by nature, make us slow down, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think to kind of summarize what I've picked up on and from my experience, it's not that we're neglecting either one of them. It's that we have to understand in order to be that person that the world demands that we demand out of ourselves, You have to be able to master each of those four quadrants in order to truly live that true warrior life or that true successful life using these tools and tactics. They're they're tools and tactics at that point. They're not actually beneficial for you unless you understand how to use them correctly and stack them into your life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: It looks That's like cool. we got some people in here. I want to bring them up and invite any questions that they have while we have them on here. Guys, this is your opportunity to ask Neil any questions around human optimization. I'm here to help you with some neuroscience in the process. It looks like we got Ivan coming on. Ivan, what is going on, my man? Welcome.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: It's going great, man. What's your question?
2: Uh, so actually, just just, just tuned in. Uh, was was listening in <laughs> as I got things. Um, on the room. But uh, my question is, I guess going into 2021, as you're talking about neuroscience and human optimization, you know, what, what tips would you give, you know, from a scalability standpoint and, you know, uniqueness um, in terms of, you know, that human optimization for business and entrepreneurship going into 2021? Good question. Do I take it?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: okay, um, so Ivan, just to, just a to follow-up: are, are you talking
1: about scalability in the context of your business, or scalability like is your business in the optimization space?
2: Yeah, so um, I have a marketing agency, a digital agency, and one of the things that um, I've been hearing a lot of, actually, in some other rooms on Clubhouse, too. And I want to get your take on this. Is just that uh, empathy and connectivity being kind of a uh, you know a key factor going into twenty twenty one? But love to hear your thoughts on that. In terms of you know looking to scale the business in twenty twenty one, what are some tactics to, you know, increase um, the community and you know create more potential for my business from a human optimization standpoint?
1: For sure, for sure. Okay, so I, I would I would I want to tackle this in terms of like actual marketing angles that would be very very effective. Um, I think that the human optimization and and really just the health and wellness. Um, space is, is going to do very well next year because of what happened this year. Um, I, as, as cliche and obvious as this may be, focusing a lot on immunity, on preventative health, um, a lot of focus on oxidative stress, um, on anti-aging, on free radical damage, these are these are, are definitely topics that are going to be discussed a lot and as they, sh- as they always should have been, but particularly because of the the pandemic. Um, so I don't know if that, that helps or not, um, but I definitely think the immunity and anti-aging and preventative, uh, preventative um, um, medicine, if you will, that that standpoint would be great.
0: Yeah, one thing on that too, Ivan and Neil, is that we all understand this from a marketing standpoint too, is that a lot of marketing and advertising is saying the same thing to new people, even though it's super old to us. And I'm sure Neil can attest to this too, with talking about free radical damage and oxidation within the body and optimizing your performance through this. It's something that the people that knew about this for the last 10 to 15 years have been screaming it from the mountaintops, but it's finally reaching to where everybody's like, Oh shit. Like I should actually be paying attention to this. Right. And now it's starting to become mainstream understanding. And I struggle with this too. And Ivan, you and I have had conversations with this as well. Like, we're so at times it feels like we're so far ahead of the curve that we almost give up on the hope that this is something that's going to catch on right i think about my days of investing in bitcoin when it was under 300 dollars, and i had over i had over 85 of them and i gave up hope on the idea that something like this would ever take off and even within the idea of human optimization like working in the flotation therapy industry working with cryotherapy for so many years It felt like I was just beating my head against a brick wall because I knew they were ideas that were foundationally based and what is is right, what we should be talking about, what the topics of conversation around health need to be around. But nobody out there wanted to have it at that time. I was premature to the marketplace. And when the marketplace finally caught up, it's like, well, shit, like I wish I would have stayed in the fight a little bit longer because if I would have, I would have been top king
1: or top dog talking about all this stuff. Okay, so this is okay. This is this is a great point. Actually, gets me excited. Um, and and Ivan, and to, to the the question of scalability, right? Like, as keep the faith. Definitely keep the faith. Because I'll, I'll tell you this. So Alex, you and I had a conversation about a year ago, over a year ago, talking about where to establish real estate, right? And you said to me, LinkedIn, right? And people were starting to talk about it, but it wasn't. It really wasn't um, that big. I'm still posting about nootropics, and nootropics aren't mainstream just yet. That they're emerging. They're about to be. If you search hashtag nootropic on LinkedIn, there's only like 50 followers on it. You know, about eight to 10 months ago, there was about 30 followers on it, right? And if you look, if you do hashtag LinkedIn, all of my posts take up the entire feed. So I have that first (laughs) mover advantage. So to the point you're saying, Alex, is reinforcing, like, I'm just going to keep the faith and keep posting, keep posting, almost in a very Gary Vaynerchuk style. Um, So Ivan, you know, a lot of the the, the quote unquote trends that perhaps you have a lot of um, conviction behind uh stick stick with them stick with them in twenty twenty one um stick with them in twenty twenty two um because if you have the conviction they're they're very likely are are gonna catch fire when when the time's right.
2: Yeah. Um one thing uh, first of all thank you so much for that advice Alex and Neil. You know, one thing that I wanted to share ironically enough when you were talking about the human optimization and health and wellness because of how twenty twenty has panned out is that's one lesson I think I've learned this year is just that If I focus uh, as part of my top three goals on, you know, fitness and and nutrition and just becoming more diligent in that aspect, how that actually correlated to, you know, better business, uh, more creativity, uh, better relationship also with my marriage, with my wife, with my kids Um, also. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you mention that because that's one thing that I'm definitely looking to amplify going into 2021.
0: Yeah. And I think this is a game of cognitive load, right, Ivan, is that we're we're talking about how much bandwidth do we actually have between the ears? And if we're looking at, you know, how do we optimize what's already happening? We need to look at what's habit forming versus what's not, because essentially the goal to create a habit is to reduce cognitive load, right? We have these things inside of our brain called schemas and hierarchies of information So the schema is there to essentially look at all the biases and look at all the 2 billion bits of information that come in a second. I know you know about the RAS system. And for those of you that are listening, we did a whole episode on the RAS system. But looking at how do we create habitual patterns within our brain to eliminate cognitive load so that opens up the space for us to be able to handle the business the health the wellness the finances at new levels that we're reaching towards because now we're in a position to handle all these different things where i personally see business owners fail all the time is i'm worried about all these 500 problems and as you know habit our habits dictate our future success so they don't have the habits to handle all these things they got into the habit of saying yes to too many things without figuring out how to take the habits that are allowing them to scale step by step. And we hear scale is a bullshit term, but looking at it and saying, these habits and these rituals are going to allow me the freedom of mental clarity to open up my mind to receive more of the information that's coming at me. That's a really, really great point. Thank you for all that. Philip. man, what's going on? Welcome aboard.
3: Hey, what's up? I'm working out, so sorry for the deep breathing. Uh, I was gonna ask a question about nootropics, I've heard that, you know, it's like a super focus. Is there any kind of issues behind that? I know you mentioned the long term. It's good for you. But I was kind of curious because apparently the new tropics right. really just have you focus a lot and you can become dependent from some of the stuff I've seen. I don't know if that's true or not. So that's my question. Could you become dependent on the new
0: tropics? Neil, that'd be a great question for you, my man.
1: It's a fantastic skepticism that 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 you should have, and so you know, anytime that there's a you know an emerging field or a market that's really starting to take storm, um, commercial you know companies start to define the market as they wish to. So they may claim things are safer than they are, not as safe as they are. There might not be studies to back it up. The so nootropics in general is a very wide ranging group of compounds. Right, there's not just one or seven nootropics. There's hundreds of different compounds, many. Have a safety profile that will, you know, that's both safe in the short term and the long term. Other compounds, they're going to cause issues later on. So the point, the point of me saying that and giving you context is that you definitely need to do research, um, but the encouraging thing in in regards to the question that you were asking is there are compounds that can be taken safely uh, every day um, without without really any, any deleterious effects. It's just a matter of finding out which ones those are, and I'd be more, more than happy to, to connect with you and, and, and send you a bunch of, of compounds that are safe uh, in doing that.
0: Yeah, everybody needs to be connected with Neil online. His content is straight fire, his accessibility and the just the not wealth of knowledge that this man possesses around human optimization and nootropics blows a neuroscientist out of the water. Ninety nine percent of the time, Uh, you know, we may be able to tell structure and function, but Neil's going to be able to tell you, yeah, but does that actually matter? Right. And and how we use these things. So, Philip, man, that's a great question. And from a dependency thing, we do have a thing as sensitization towards chemicals that we put into our body. We become desensitized to coffee over time. Caffeine is one of the biggest ones that we see an oversensitization to with especially within the United States, where it's become so habitualized within our culture, within our community, and within the way we consume drugs throughout our day-to-day life that so many have become dependent. One of my good friends that's in a networking group of mine, he did a detox of caffeine. And it's the first time he had done it in over 25 years where he had gone more than a week without a cup of coffee or any type of caffeine in his life. And he said, dude, I felt like dog shit for the first week and a half to two weeks. But then after that, it felt like I was a new person because I wasn't dependent upon a stimulant anymore to get me from point A to point B in my day. And I could rely on things like juices. I could rely on different vitamins that I could take that weren't based in a caffeine model that now I'm able to thrive in my life. I'm not hitting that two o'clock slump. I'm not hitting... That mid-afternoon lack of performance across the board, simply because I'm not dependent upon something that I was so heavily dependent upon, but I didn't even know I was chasing that dragon for the last 15 years. It was just part of my daily routine.
1: Yeah, I'm jumping in. It's so fascinating that people people don't know that they're sick until they're healed. Mm. You know, like he didn't know that he was afflicted by this 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 dragon and caffeine until he decided to cut it out, and then he's like, "Holy shit!" (laughs) You
0: know? <laughs> it, it happens all the time. Philip. man, specifically, I know you're super into the health and wellness field um, within the bodybuilding community as well. Neil was definitely inside of that for a long time doing MMA in there too. Where within human optimization do you feel like that there is incongruency that doesn't fit inside a society?
3: I think it all goes back to the mindset, really. Uh, a lot of people feel like they're not capable of going to the gym so many times a week or eating healthy. And I think with the new tropics, we are talking about it. It sounds like getting that focus and helping your mind get clear on, you know, when you're trying to research and do things that that would help out a lot. You know, so really just the mindset is a, a big thing for the fitness community more than the actual physical part of it that people really need to fix when it comes to that fitness community.
1: For sure. I, I love. I love that you said that. And so, one of my my fears when I put out a nootropic was I was like, "Am I just giving people another excuse? Am I just giving people another drug?" And what I what I ended up f- finding was that there was a lot of people who were static in their life, and they took Quantum Mind, which is a fantastic product. It's my product. I I will stand by it. They took it, and then they said, "I felt inspired." And then I went and started to do those things, and then those those things became habits in my life. And those things being the gym, those things being reading, spending time with more time with their kids, whatever it was. And whether it was actually the benefit of the the capsules, which they work, but it's they're simply just supplements. They're capsules, right? Whether so, whether it was the actual benefits or just the idea that you had an advantage, taking that advantage, implementing those habits, and then creating that confidence feedback loop as a result of those new habits, it doesn't matter to me. Someone's life did become better you know
0: part of that too and it's something that we can't ignore which is simply the placebo effect even though i'm not saying your product is placebo based the idea that i'm taking something with the intention of increasing my performance and increasing my mental state in and of itself has a placebo effect so you know when we're looking at this yes we can do double blind placebo tested studies to ensure effectiveness And I know that's something that you guys were really big on doing with this product as well. But looking at just our overall idea of human performance and optimization, there's something to be said about the fact of I'm taking something that I know is going to or that is supposed to increase my productivity. It's supposed to increase my awareness. And what's amazing about that is that the placebo effect lasts much longer than any other type of supplement we can do. I mean, look at look at people like Joe Dispenza's work and research. I mean, it's all based around the idea that we can trick our mind into doing things. So even if even if we did take a supplement or a nootropic or a vitamin that got us to that state and it was the catalyst that got us there, does it really matter at that point? Because you're going to pay for it in some way, shape, or form across the line anyway to get to that spot, whether it's a mindset coach, whether it's a personal trainer, whether it's a dietitian, right? We're still, we're making improvements. We can't discount that any one of those are going to increase or help our journey there, but it's still part of that process and that identity shift that goes on between the ears and behind the eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Another question, if you don't mind me asking.
0: Go ahead, man. We got about 10 more minutes left.
3: Okay, cool. Uh, Would you suggest this to somebody who's maybe, let's go with fitness again. They're, They're wanting to really be able to focus on their fitness, but they've never really done fitness or just anything in general as well. They've never really done anything to need to really try and focus on it. Would you suggest the tropics to them or would you suggest that they actually just start trying to do it before they get something to help them focus and get more clarity and everything
1: it depends on the person right if it's if it you know if it's a person that's had a pattern of constantly saying i need this to start this then no i would say you don't need nootropics to get started if it's somebody who you know is just wants to make an honest attempt might as well take the nootropics if they're in good health because it will it will optimize whatever they're doing. Um, but, you know, I, I also think that like, before you start something new, you don't want to introduce so many different variables that aren't going to make such a big difference. So if someone says to me, Hey, look, Neil, I'm trying to get going on my fitness journey. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, focus on your nutrition, focus on your training, focus on your sleep. If I throw, you know, 10 other variables at them, you know, supplements and you know meditation and all the other great things. Um, it just might be too much, too many variables and create a clutter that makes it very difficult to get started. So I wouldn't say that nootropics would be the first ingredient that we needed to get started with, with really anything. No,
0: I a hundred percent agree. It's looking at what are the other practices that holistically fit into their lifestyle that are going, and I mean, Philip, man, you know, this from doing personal training It we're not going to start out doing a a 350 bench press dog. Like, well, like we're not, let's, let's test and see if we can get the you bar first what's that man
3: i said you mean you didn't start out at that
0: (laughs) no man none of us none of us started with it and even when i was going down my human optimization journey with nootropics and with meditation flotation therapy cryo i got into lifting and running first and then i started looking at different ways that i could optimize that so then i started looking at yoga and it's like well when we stretch we relax the psoas muscle right then we're increasing endorphins really making sure the lymphatic system is moving correctly that's when we really started to look at okay now i'm now i feel in alignment my body feels like it's in alignment with my mind and now that i know that my mind is the biggest barrier between now where i'm at and where i want to be now it's starting to make sense how i need to layer in these next things it comes down to self-awareness i think more than anything right and i think you see that a lot with your training i know neil sees a lot of that with what he does as well is how do we layer in That self-awareness along the journey. So that way it's, hey, I know that all these tools are available to me. Now I'm looking at how do I stack this in the order that's going to be beneficial to me. And just like working out, just like starting a diet, just like doing anything in life that's challenging to get you to where you want to go, there's no one size fits all. There's no one strict plan of, hey, you got to start here. You got to go step A, B, C, D, E, F, G to get there. It's looking at all the tools and the strategies that are available to us, figuring out how to adapt those into our lifestyle. We continually use them and we don't fall off that quick fleeting habit, which we're about to see here in the next two days when everybody starts to go join the gym again, then they're going to realize, oh yeah, I actually sucked at this and I never took the reps to get better. So I'm going to fall off in about six to eight weeks and the gym's going to make their money on me for the next 10 months because I refuse to give up my membership. That's the model. <laughs> that
2: <was
0: awesome. laughs> Busting barriers. Guys, we are running out of time. Neil, thank you so much for being here today, man. Where can people find you? How can they learn more about your information?
1: Yes, Instagram, Neil and Thacker. Find me on LinkedIn, Neil Thacker. Facebook. I, I'm pretty pretty accessible on Facebook, like you said. Um, and yeah, www.neilthacker.com. We got our Quantum Mind, we got a sleep aid coming out. Um, And then also www.genesisnootropics.com. That's my other nootropics business as well. Um, Would love to connect with all of you. And Alex, I appreciate you, brother. And I appreciate you having me on here.
0: Of course. I'm glad we were able to provide some fire today. It's been awesome. Guys, if you found a nugget of wisdom, if anything in here elevated your life or your business, please go drop us a review on Apple iTunes. It's how we help get ranked not only just for us, but for our amazing guests in here too, to get them more visibility and more awareness. They're super gracious with their time. You know, we don't run ads on this podcast. We don't sell you some bullshit course you don't need. This is just strict fire and strict value for your life. So please go leave that review for us. It would mean the world to me. And we will catch you in the next episode. Until then, go make somebody smile today. It's amazing what can happen in their life because of it.